0: Hello, it's Vanessa Garrity and we're at the end of the day for the uh, TUNE project um, event in Newcastle um, where we've been hearing the findings from the research that's been looking at the pathways around amphetamine use from a variety of perspectives and it's been a really interesting afternoon, very well attended a range of different perspectives and um, really interesting points and if you want to follow that if you look at the hashtag which is hashtag Attune project for all the latest and we'll be uploading podcasts later. Um, I'm here now with um, Amy O'Donnell, who was the research lead for the Attune project. So, Amy, um, hi. Hi, hi for Vanessa. Pe- Hello. For people who are listening online who couldn't be here today, could you just give people a little bit of background to the ATUNE project and what it was about? Okay, yes. Well, the
1: um, project was funded by the National Institute of Health Research um, but we were part of a much broader initiative, um, a European area research um, network yeah. around illicit substances um, that was financing work to really try and unpick some of the re- unanswered questions around um, long term use of amphetamine type stimulants. Yeah. We were one of um, five countries, so alongside the UK, there was Germany. Poland, the Netherlands, and yeah. the Czech Republic. Um, and the UK study is really focused on um, amphetamine use in the north of England. Yeah. Um, just to, I guess, give a bit of definition what we mean by amphetamine yeah. use. Um, it's an, an umbrella term, but it mm. covers generally about kind of four different types of substances. Yeah. So we're looking at amphetamines themselves, so speed if you like, methamphetamine, crystal meth. Um, ecstasy or MDMA, MDMA. Um, but we were also really interested in um, the phenomenon of novel psychoactive substances stimulant types yeah. of those which we know is an increasing issue yes. um, in the UK and other parts of the world and another phenomenon that we wanted to explore was um, around misuse of um, prescribed stimulants Yeah. so we know particularly among student populations mm. that there's a lot of misuse of things like ritalin yeah. um, amongst that group um, and we were interested in really kind of probing what are the reasons around yeah. around that
0: is that in terms of people using Ritalin to help them with the studies and things like that? An w- attention deficit, obviously, as well.
1: It was, um, although, I mean, we've heard today that mm. sometimes people who've kind of started off using Ritalin sometimes then progress, progress to using yep. illicit stimulants um, once that prescription ends. Yeah. So it's, it can be part of a kind of trajectory of, of drug use. Mm.
0: Yeah, so um, what kind of findings have emerged from the ATUNE project so far? I think there were several um, sort of
1: overarching yeah. issues that have come out of it. I think one of the, um, the main findings that perhaps has surprised us was quite how heterogeneous mm. the group was yes. as a kind of group of substance users. Um, we really had participants that came from all kinds of... Um, groups. So, you know, we had single mothers, we had people in sort of full-time stable employment, we had Mm. ex-offenders. It really wasn't necessarily what you might describe as kind of a typical group of substance users. Yeah, Um, And I think that also reflects the fact that amphetamine type stimulants is this umbrella term and it does cover what are a very varied group Mm. of substances that give quite different effects and people use those substances for very different reasons yes um so we found for example that um there were quite distinct groups of people who were using things like ecstasy for much more kind of pleasure-seeking hedonism Mm. compared to um the sort of standard amphetamines like speed or meth, yeah and often that was much more kind of functional use so using to cope with work with life with relationships yeah
0: and I would not have known that um, yeah, yeah so that I think that was
1: one of the yeah. one big was just yeah. how varied it is and yeah. kind of how varied the pathways I think the other important finding for us was how much, when we're talking about that quite functional use, that was around self-medicating yeah. and that there were a lot um, particularly of the very heavy end um, stimulant users who were using it because they had um, quite severe depression and anxiety yeah. um, obviously that cause it's quite a mm. kind of complex direction, Yeah. so you had people who were already diagnosed with mental mm. health ill health, um, who were using it yeah. to cope but then on the other side, you have people whose mental health worsens and is exacerbated yeah. by the fact that they're using stimulants yeah. over a long period of time. Um, so I think that in terms of the kind of implications for practice that that's one of the Mm. more more important findings of our
0: work what was interesting to me was that for some people there were real kind of vulnerabilities that led to longer term amphetamine use Mm. and then for other people it seemed that there were various protective factors or that they were only using amphetamines for a certain period of their lives so for example for partying and recreational drug use that's right,
1: um, and certainly that was um, an issue that made it quite challenging for yeah. us to reach all the different kinds of participants mm. we want to because for a lot of people, drug use isn't something that they um, mm. see as, as problematic yeah. or as difficult or as negative. It's part of, of, it is part of pleasure-seeking, of good times, of parties, of festivals. Mm. Um, but for us, they often had quite a different sort of life story to tell right. than people who were using um stimulants for for, for these more kind of functional, often quite mm. challenging reasons. Um, and I think because of those different trajectories they have there's different issues there and mm. there's probably going to be different solutions over the long yeah. term in terms of whether it's more about kind of harm reduction, just so sort of just making sure that kind of pleasure seeking substance yeah. use stays relatively safe. Mm. Um, whereas for the more kind of long-term heavy functional users they really need much more joined up substantial support.
0: Yeah and was there um, a particular any themes around the demographics of people who were using um, amphetamines? We found that we're we're at quite an early stage with the
1: survey analysis but we did find maybe unsurprisingly that people whose use became much heavier and problematic were starting at a much younger yeah age. That was really interesting. um and that compared with um people who never use stimulants so one interestingly one of the groups that we were looking at were people who could have used stimulants so you know they've been at a party where someone yeah. said here yeah, do you want to try some ecstasy but they've said no um, and we wanted to know what what was it that made you say no. Mm, um, I think that's
0: really good that you've captured yeah, that as well. A hard yeah. group
1: to to, yeah, to, to crack, but we found that not obviously they didn't use stimulants, mm. but in terms of any substance use, um, their initiation age was much higher. Yeah. Um, than the other groups mm. in our in our survey.
0: Yeah, and what were um, the patterns um, of use? Or, um, looking at the NARF and looking at the other European countries. We again
1: still are at a relatively early stage, mm. um, so probably can't say too much in yeah. terms of the detail. Um, in terms of the substance use itself, um, we know that methamphetamine, for example, much heavier use in um, Czech Republic and in Germany. It's a much bigger issue mm. than it is in the yeah. northeast. Um, a lot of the people we spoke to, particularly in the interview stage um you know methamphetamine is still quite even for heavy drug users it's seen as a much more kind of maybe extreme substance it's more stigmatized um what has been interesting um, I understand that um, Poland have got kind of the highest levels out of all of the countries of novel psychoactive substance Mm. use which I wasn't necessarily expecting I kind of thought it might be the north east um although maybe that's partly because we were looking at stimulant use rather than synthetic cannabinoids, which we do know is a major problem in particularly um, kind of homeless and vulnerable populations in the north.
0: Yeah, I mean, talking about um, homeless and vulnerable populations, um, the presentation this afternoon was really interesting, wasn't it? And I think it's um, it's really good how you've kind of reached out to more socially excluded mm. groups mm. and included them in the research so that the, uh, their voices are reflected along with everybody else's. Um, but I've heard a lot about some of the challenges this afternoon um, just around making sure that participation was trauma-informed and I um, just wondered if you had any observations or thoughts around that in terms of research generally, maybe even... The research team
1: as a whole, um, I think, had a lot of relevant experience yeah. that they brought to the work. Um, I think we, we did anticipate that, um, not just for the survey, but for the qualitative interviews, yeah. that asking people to talk about kind of long term substance use mm. and, and the events that have shaped that is, is potentially going to be triggering. Um, so the people that we got involved. Um, had skills and experience that we thought would make them better able to yeah. deal with that yeah. um, because obviously it's traumatic That's for good. the participant yeah. but it can be quite traumatic for the researcher yeah, course, too yeah. um, so we went into it to, in, to some respect with, with kind of eyes open and we had various support structures for both sides put in yeah. place early on I think having said that um, certainly some of the um, stories that we were told were probably, you know, more uh, unexpectedly kind of traumatic than Mm. I think you could ever... Expect. ...predict. And and maybe those people haven't told the stories before. Exactly. So, so, yes, I think we kind of... We've done a lot to um, try and prepare ourselves as a team. Um, But I certainly think we've learnt a huge amount Mm. about how we do this research and what the experiences is like yeah. for the participant themselves yeah. and i think mark's involvement from the people's kitchen has been hugely valuable mm. um and i certainly think that there are things we probably do differently yeah going yeah forward um you know part of that is is working even more closely mm. with kind of peer researchers themselves. Yeah.
0: yeah, that seemed to be a theme today, didn't mm. it? Um, I know it's silly days, but are there any, have you got any thoughts so far about implications for practice I and mean, the we, findings? We heard
1: today some fantastic ideas mm. um, from across the room because yeah. uh, we had a really fortunate enough to have a lot of people who are already working in yes. the kinds of organisations that we're going to need to
0: definitely work with mm. to, to
1: make the change I think again coming back to this mental health theme mm. um, and I know this is a um an issue when it comes to lots of substances in, in my other sort yeah. of research field I, I work more around kind of alcohol use disorder right um and the challenge of dealing with people who have coexisting substance use and mental health, yeah. health issues is one that um we just haven't got on top of yeah i would um, agree with that yeah mm. and i think this that's an issue that i've, I've heard in, in previous research and, and it was a theme that came up over and yeah. over today um and in the mm. kind of interviews and survey we did i think we, somehow we have to get to the bottom of kind of joining up those i agree two. and not seeing them as separate not and, seeing them and as people separate. falling
0: through the gaps because yeah. we see them as separate and
1: siloed yeah. and because the reality is yeah you know, the vast majority of people with really serious substance use are likely to have ongoing mm. mental ill health too. Yeah. It just does not make sense Definitely to agree. separate yeah. these things out. Um, so I think for me that's one of the biggest messages and I think that links to um, more broadly this mm. need for sort of joined up working across all the different kinds of agencies yeah. that um, stimulant users might possibly access for support um, because we've heard from so many that they're unlikely to go to the standard drug treatment Mm. centres but they maybe are coming into contact with um, housing associations um, or their GP or Mm. a social worker or a probation officer Mm. there are lots of opportunities to provide kind of support and advice um, and I think again this was something that was raised several times you know we've talked so long about multi agency working and um, you know we're now in this kind of new world of integrated care yes. and we're still really not mm, applying it not applying it we've talking about how to yeah. do it best um the the kind of the rules regulations and structures don't support that way of that's working right yeah um and I think I mean that's a a broader yeah. issue beyond but it's good that use. it can
0: be raised isn't it yeah. through the research and you know my experience of working in prisons is still people are being excluded you know mm. on the basis of the drug histories and the criminal justice histories yeah. and yeah it's got to change is not it, really it? and people change. have to be you know um, supported in a more holistic way as much as we yeah. we talk the talk about that but so it just doesn't have yeah. people are kind of medicalized That's and siloed you know and these are
1: kind of rounded human beings with lives and a lot of difficult stuff going on and only kind of addressing one dimension of that difficult
0: stuff isn't going to be enough no it's complex and messy isn't it for most people um okay any um any final thoughts i know next week you're going to be in lisbon aren't you as well yes it's it's a a tough job yeah i know for you um
1: final thoughts is I, I am really interested to hear what the european partners have to say um mm. i think this is a very important topic within the uk and i think in the north in particular yeah. um but it would be good to see what we can learn maybe from outside the uk yeah. in terms of how we improve practice in this area um i think much as what we have um done in this study has mm. started to plug some of the evidence gaps yeah. again we heard today that there's so many unanswered questions so yeah. um, i'd be interested in exploring opportunities for taking that research forward um and as we've really emphasized in partnership with yeah the kind of the users themselves and then the providers
0: yeah brilliant thank you very much thank you